You're listening to the Business Secret Podcast. The podcast is a chance for some of Wales' finest upcoming and established business owners to share the story of their business journey. Hosted by the team here at Penguin, our guests talk in depth about how they got to where they are today, offering invaluable advice on marketing, challenges, and the highs and lows of life as a business owner. If you like what you hear, then don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment across our socials. You can download your free copy of the book, The Business Secret, direct from our website on www.penguinwealth.com. The book is written for business owners by business owners, offering invaluable tips on time management, work-life balance, how to pick the right team, and so many more activities and tips to get you on the right track. Well, hello everyone and welcome to this episode of The Business Secret. Uh, I'm very pleased to uh, welcome my guest, which is Michael Viagis. He's a very special guest and I do say that on every show, but he is a special guest. Uh, And as a bit of background, uh, Michael is the author of of The Foxy Monkey, which is a UK finance blog about investing for limited companies, tax and financial independence. He is the founder of the Company Investing Academy, Uh, which is a place where business owners can learn how to put their business cash to work. Uh, Michael is the father of a two-year-old, and he really enjoys spending quality time with his family when he's not reading about the latest investing trends. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hi, Oli. Hi. Um, Thanks for having me, and congratulations on such a great show uh, that you guys run. Yeah, thank you. And and we were were talking just off the show, off uh, off recording a few moments ago and uh, I was just uh, just mentioning the fact that uh, it's been a really good experience doing the business secret podcast and all of the all of the penguin advice team all the penguin financial planners we also take it in turns to interview uh, or do a podcast with business owners in, in a, generally in our local south wales business community where we're based but not but not exclusively to there and it's been a really enjoyable process uh, and, uh, and and we've had generally good feedback so that's been really positive uh, so thanks for saying that mm-hmm. um, i was just going to say that uh, as a perhaps a place to start might be is that uh, i'm i'm uh, and also to make people aware that i'm in the process of going through one of your courses which which i mentioned in the introduction which is the company investing academy so it would be really uh, which i'm really enjoying and hence why i really wanted to get you on the show uh, and so it'd be useful, maybe a good starting point to give us a bit of background about you and how you started, uh, fo- uh, you know, Foxy Monkey and also the Company Investing Academy, if you could perhaps start there. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. So I, like um, many people uh, in, in your audience, I presume um, I'm a business owner. So back in 2014, 2015, I used to be more involved with software engineering rather than uh, finance and tax and investing and all this interesting stuff. So uh, software engineering uh, is, um, you know, th- this is what I started and this is what I started with, right? And, uh, and, and I used to run a limited company that provided services to banks through um, uh, through a limited company. And, and basically I had this issue, if you want to call it an issue, like a first world problem, let's say, that I had money lying around in my limited company and you know i was taking a basic salary and 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 some dividends uh in a tax efficient way let's say and then 
what happened is that um, as the invoices kept you know, being paid and uh, and when the business grew, then um, I had just you know cash in the business earning 0%, right? So banks these days don't pay much, okay? And that's not the secret, that uh, that's actually uh, a fact. You go out there and you find a bank that pays more than, let's say, 1% unless you lock your money. But even if you lock your money, you know, we're not, we're not in these times that uh, we were in uh, 10, 20 years ago when you could just uh, put your money in the in a business bank and earn 5% interest, right? So that's not yeah. the case anymore, um, which is what led me to um, seek other solutions for keeping up with inflation and investing and, and, and learn more about taxation, how to be more tax efficient and all that. And I understood that I was probably one of the few people that were actually interested in doing that. Everyone is interested in, in, you know, in making money and the end result, but not a lot of people are interested in the process. Like what, what does it take to invest through a limited company and how can we avoid, you know, taking the a big tax hit by taking the, the, the money out of the company and pay the dividend tax and corporation tax and everything. And, and only then being able to invest through an ISA, like, are there any better ways to do that? Um, you know, people uh, sometimes mention pensions, but that's again, uh, and pensions are, are, are great. Like don't, don't get me wrong, but uh, of course the, 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 the drawback with pensions is that we are locking our money until later in life. Now, I'm saying all this just to show you that I'm I'm actually more passionate about tax and investing than uh, than, than other people probably, and uh, and this is why I started writing more about it. I started a blog um, with with this funny name Foxy Monkey that people will hopefully remember. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of these things like the what are the the cards business that became very very successful with with a um, with a moon moon pig I think it's called yeah. something, something crazy. Hey, we're like penguins, that. Michael. We're penguins. What's that got to do with finance? Uh, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it has to be an animal. Um, yeah. So, uh, and so a yeah, cute started... one as well. It's got to be a cute animal. <laughs> <laughs> so I started writing about uh, about all these things and, and specifically limited company uh, tax and investing on on the blog. One thing led to the other, and I and and I found that actually I'm not the only one. There are so many people that want to invest and that they care about. Uh, you know, building wealth and growing the wealth and keeping up with inflation. And there are also so many people that do nothing and they want someone that has done the work to you know, teach them how to do it. And, you know, I spoke with many, many accountants, with financial planners, with legal experts on what's true and what's not. You know, you cannot just read online forums. You have to actually do the work and, and talk to, to, to the experts as well, which is um, why I came up with different solutions let's say for approaching this problem with, with cash earning nothing inside the limited company and owners not not wanting to withdraw because of the big tax hit um and uh, and yeah i came up with uh, one thing led to the other and finally i launched um last year i launched a, a more uh, a course the company investing course um that people can find uh on companyinvestingacademy.co.uk and this is all about uh the, the structured way of doing this right learning yeah. everything about putting your business cash to work. So I want to see people, I want to see business owners that want to invest and want to perhaps de-risk, let's say, the business by investing elsewhere rather than putting everything in, in, in um, and reinvesting in the business. Uh, I want to see them succeed. And this is my passion. This is what, uh, what I like. Hopefully very that gives good. you a good introduction. Yeah. A long one. Yeah, very good introduction. Yeah. And uh, I think what's good about it is... Um, 
you know, you've got a fresh pair of eyes. You don't have a finance background. And and I listened to you on another uh, on another podcast uh, by Andy Hart, who's a, a well-known financial planner. And uh, you know, one of the, the comments that him him or you made was that you kept thinking, "Am I missing a trick?" You know, I was researching it. Why is there not more you know stuff on Google around you know investing through your company or in various forms and and realizing that actually it's just not something that uh, is commonplace. It doesn't really you know it, it's not. There's not a lot of educational knowledge or, or, or in practice, very few companies or people, uh, very few businesses are doing it, are they? So, you know, that was that's really interesting. And, and, I, and I said to you as well, it's almost like a bit of the missing piece of a jigsaw in a financial planning sense for yeah. a limited company owner, because, you, you know, you, you, you've got a good all round knowledge. You, you, you from our discussions off air, you appreciate that uh, pensions have a very strong place, but they're not the own, they're not the. They're not they're not the full the full solution, yeah, are the they? Silver they are, bullet. Yeah, they're not exactly right because they have their limitations. As you you know, as we've discussed off air, ta- legislation could change in the future. I mean, that could happen to anything. Um, and obviously, the issue being is the confiscation of the cash. That if someone's in their 30s or 40s, it is a big commitment to putting money into pensions. Uh, you know, if they can't access that money, if should they fall on hard times in the next 10 or 15 years, and um, and also the limitations. You know, uh, you know. Which is now, I mean, there's different rules around this, but if 40,000 is a lot of money, but if someone's doing very well through a limited company and they're being disciplined, let's say, about what they take out in salary and dividends, then they may well be accumulating money at quite a uh, quite a pace. So it's um, it's it's a bit of a missing piece of, of, of what people can do in addition to the mainstream solutions, which are really, uh, as you mentioned, yes, pension planning. Yes, maybe taking more money out, but paying a very hefty tax burden to then invest in ISAs or whatever the more standard uh, mm-hmm. standard things are. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting area. And, and I said to you as well off air that I thought it's probably an area that maybe you could comment on this in your experience from a financial planning point of view for financial advisors. It's not an area that financial advisors either have the knowledge or the desire or, or or whatever that missing piece is to be proactively advising clients on how to invest money that still sits within a company. We're always saying, or put it into a pension or possibly draw it out and pay tax and invest it. But we're not actually looking at that option as a general, as a general community, as a general advisors. But and yeah. in your experience, I think also what you're expecting is that the accountancy profession to be saying, all oh, right, these are the opportunities you have as a, uh, as a, as a, as a limited company with cash building up. So, what do you, have you? What was your experience from an accountant's point of view? Yeah, um, you're right, Oli. We um, personally, I mean, don't get me started with accountants. I know, I know, you probably have accountants listening to the show, and uh, oh, we you know, love, we love me. bashing accountants. You get uh, <laughs> you far away. You far away. <laughs> They're used to it. I have actually, I have a soft spot for for accountants just because I work with many of them, and uh, I actually like talking to them and getting, you know advice and their opinion uh, and so on it's just that i think that if you're an accountant you need to think as a businessman okay care about the client not just do the work and you know get paid and perhaps you know clients might not be paying that much for this service okay that's another issue that's another issue that's you thinking about your pricing but if you're a good accountant okay and you you care about the client try to build wealth and trying to understand the client trying to see what they they are after right because yeah many clients will just want you to run the the bookkeeping and be done with it but other clients might want uh more sophisticated uh, a more sophisticated approach like 
investing, for example, or more tax planning, bringing family shareholders into the company, utilizing their uh, allowances and so on. So I think um, with accountants and with any finance person in general, I think what we all need to do is take a more holistic approach to mm. tax planning and financial planning, not just look at one area and just you know delegate everything to 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 others and you know go to to a website and and find out right. So so that's what I that's my experience with accountants. Yeah. Most accountants don't do it, which is why um, a lot of people don't know um, don't know much about it and they uh, they are confused right. And as I said, you know, pricing is is uh, is a different um, subject here and you can price yeah. things differently. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's my experience. Yeah, I think I think it's easy to knock professional services, isn't it? I think people go in to see an accountant and the the accountant is quoting for compliance work, i.e. Mm. I'm going to submit your returns and do and, 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 and cover the basics. Whereas the client, every client, every company owner I speak to, they think they're getting proactive advice. They're not, and they're not paying for it in the main, are they? They aren't actually paying for that, but they haven't been alerted to whether what they are actually getting and not getting. So there's a bit of a communication and pricing thing there, which, you know, it's, and, and that's a tricky one, but you're right, you know, we, we should perhaps, um, so it's, but that's, but the moral of the story is that, uh, you know, you need to be proactive in this area, maybe proactively ask your accountant, proactively go on a course, proactively speak to financial planners, whatever it may be, you need to be proactive around the, in this space because you're not going to get somebody, it's very unlikely you're going to get somebody advising you to do it and, and certainly with the you know as a financial advisor quite often i'll we'll say to a client you may not know this actually like we'll say to a client, well you should consider pension planning you know these are the advantages and the client goes really i'll speak to my accountant because they tend to be the the gatekeepers for those decisions and then they go and speak to the accountant and the account goes yeah, yeah you can do that's a good idea and they go and they often say why didn't you say that to me so it's yeah, just an yeah. example of you know it's not to knock the accountancy profession because they are doing what you are paying for them to do generally as a business owner. But you need to be aware that if you want something, you know, if you want more proactivity, you need to you need to either pay for it or ask ask for it. So that's just a, uh, an aside there. Um, OK, um, in terms of well, I think it'd be interesting if you can give a sort of uh, this is easier said than done, I suspect, Michael, but a sort of simple overview of some of the considerations that company investing might have, you know, you know, whether you want to cover the different methods of doing it. I know you probably don't want to go into too much detail, um, but then it's hard to simplify these things. But perhaps you can give us a bit of an example or, or ideas of what people can and you know can do around company investing. Yeah, yeah. Um, with company investing, it becomes a little bit more complicated, and this is actually one reason that some people don't want to deal with it, right? Because yeah. once you start approaching limited company investing then you suddenly face a more um a more limited selection of investment platforms for example right there's so many yeah. platforms out there offering retail uh isas uh, uh and whatnot but not many platforms that offer uh accounts for businesses for for corporations to invest and sometimes even banks don't want to offer bank uh, bank accounts to investment companies um for for other reasons so it is yeah. a little bit more challenging and and the course actually tries to be more practical about it and more pragmatic and and, and actually explain uh what it is that, uh, that 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 you're getting into it's not impossible obviously right so there, there is a solution to to all these things however it's not as easy as let's say just you know applying for an isa and opening one the same day and just transferring some money right so um limited company uh, owners need to consider a few things 
obviously pensions is, is, is what you uh, you just mentioned only but it's also worth considering um, running the math behind it to see the actual difference between investing through a limited company versus taking the money out and investing personally and that might not be for everyone limited company investing but if you see the difference if you see let's say that you know over 10 years you will make you know, 300,000 pounds uh, more then you might build conviction about doing it and it's definitely something that it's you know worth doing based on numbers not based on authority just because i said so or some accountant yeah. said so right so that's that's one thing build conviction that is some something that you want to do and then also understand the pitfalls right so if you start investing through a limited company then what can go wrong like uh, if you for example do you, uh, are, you know are you thinking of claiming entrepreneurial leave now it's it's, re- it's um, renamed to business asset disposal relief i believe but yeah are you planning to close down the business in a few years and claim entrepreneurial leave because if you do investing in a big way through a limited company for example you your your company might be you know reclassified as a non-trading it might lose its its trading status and it might lose the entrepreneurial leave so that's one risk for example that that um that, yeah. that we mentioned right and there are other things that uh, that that people need to consider like do you have partners for example if you have partners you might have different risk tolerance and risk capacity yeah. and different goals and you might want to set up other separate limited companies in order to uh, invest your trading company profits. So these are all the things that uh, that uh, obviously, you know, if I keep talking about them, it will, will last forever, yeah. last, take take two hours. But I want to give a high level overview of, of what the things are. Uh, there are things out there that people need to yeah. consider before yeah. getting into company investing. And th- that's that's just the tax part of it. Okay, so the, the investing is is also important right i talk a lot about tax because i i find that tax needs to be solved first okay but eventually we all want to invest and we all want to you know build wealth and make money and you know perhaps achieve financial independence financial freedom and so on so there is a second part of uh in the course that talks only about investing and and how we can you know build Uh, a multi-asset portfolio depending on your goals how we can uh, invest all guidance you know, I, i don't provide any advice it's all guidance and and people should definitely explore the options out there for limited companies and act accordingly understand how different investments are taxed for example yeah. that's not the same as, as you know as putting money in an isa again right so all these things are, are important very no very good and, and I, i think there's different levels you can go to with uh the company investing and i think I think a couple of things I would pick up on on what you've said is um, is first of all, there's different. Yeah, as you said, there's different levels of investment choice and sophistication you could choose through this. And therefore, that might and uh, and that might also influence what structure you use to invest. So there's some detail in that. But I think I think probably, you know, as as the first step on this sort of journey from my the way I would look at it is that, you know, somebody might just if so, if someone is in a position where they ha- they hold significant cash and it's more it's more cash in their business than they need and in a way from my experience from a business point of view or an advice point of view in a way you could pick an IT type contractor someone who has no, no, no you know doesn't require to purchase stock doesn't require big cash balances in a business because it's just a it's just a company that money goes in and money goes out to pay themselves so that there's a much greater degree of predictability of cash flow mm-hmm. yep, arguably yep. so if you've got those sorts of people and and they they turn over x but they 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 you know their tax and their salary and their dividends on y and then year in year out that money's accumulating 
it's those sort of people that can make quite a, I, I think can make quite an easy step and and in a way you know rather than thinking oh, i've got to understand taxation you know company structures entrepreneurs relief and i can't remember what you you said the new name for that yep. sorry uh you know all these various things that you know um it could be a simple initial step to say well i'm building up money i've got an isa type of thing i've got a pension i can I, I, I'm not I'm not that interested in investing or I don't know a lot about I don't have the appetite that some people may have. I could just take a 10 year type view and say, well, why don't I put some of the money that I have sitting in my business account onto, you know, as you called it, a platform, a bit like someone's ISA might be a bit like someone's pension might mm-hmm. be and have that. And then, yeah, pick a risk profile. They can do that themselves or they can take advice. Doesn't really matter over the and then they can just have that money sitting there. I mean, I think, you know, and, and that that would just, that is just a, let's call that an inflation beating strategy just to make that money work harder for you. So that's level one, isn't it really? In terms, Perfect. Of, in yeah. terms of what steps you could take and then you could build your confidence up and look at other strategies and, and then, and then uh, you know, and then progress. Branch out, that. yeah. Or yeah. That's you just, described just, it very well, yeah. I'm that's looking true. at that from, I suppose, a, a, a inevitably from a financial planner's, you know, advisor's eyes. But, uh, but I think the point to make, and some of the calculators are very, very, very powerful that you run through on the company investing mm-hmm. course, because I think what, you know, what most, you know, what most business owners do where they can is they they don't extract more than the salary and dividends up to the basic rate tax level, you know, where they, where they can, where they can live within that they do. And that's what the accountants will always tell them to do and advise them to, well, don't, don't go into, don't go above 50,000. If it's a yeah. husband and wife business, don't go above 50,000 each, because then you're going to be paying 32 and a half percent. But I think what people perhaps don't realize is what I, I also try and illustrate is that if you're going into higher rate dividends, te- so you've got money in the business, you're paying yourself salaries and dividends, salary dividends, you can take more out because you've got you've got retained profit, you've got capital reserves, you've got money in the business, but you're going to suffer, you know, you're going to suffer, you know, you're going to suffer that 32.5% or it's going to go up, isn't it? 32.5% dividend. And that's a really heavy price to pay to then have money potentially sitting in a in your bank account doing nothing as well. So so you know it's it's so the tax is as you were basically saying you know I, you look at tax first the tax is a very powerful aspect of this and i don't know what you think michael the other really important thing is and this is again all these themes relate to what i talk about day to day doing this for a year or two and then and then wrapping things up is pointless it's not about a you know whether that's for tax reasons or for invest or for investment and investment risk purposes it's you're not trying you're, what you're educating people on is not a 12 month strategy really it's a it's a it's a decade or multi decade strategy it's not exactly that, it doesn't have to be that but the, the power of it with the compounding effect of better returns and reduced taxation it really comes into play and what 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 the audience might find fascinating you know if they do the course or they want to know more about it or they do the figures themselves because it's not that complicated is you know if if someone gets a six percent return and saves thirty percent in tax and gets the six percent return or thirty two and a half percent in tax, that over 10, 15, 20 years that makes that creates it's, it's big a massive difference. It's yeah. a massive and difference. That's, that's and, so, and, yeah, and some people no no you described it perfectly early and 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 it's not that you know after ten years that you have a lot more money in the company you will be able to you know extract it all out with zero percent yes. tax right. However, yes. it's that this big amount of money will give you options okay so you can treat your limited company for example as a mini pension you can perhaps retire earlier or go part-time until your 
real pension kicks in, for example, you can have family members and utilize their uh, uh, personal allowance and, and their, uh, you know, uh, tax bonds yes. in order to distribute dividends to, to people that you would, you would otherwise uh, you know, pay from from your personal pocket, uh, and 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 it's these sort of things that that um, can make limited company investing very very powerful. Exactly, it's not the first year yeah. or the second year. It's actually if you if you do this for let's say five ten years, then you start noticing the difference. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and and it's also some people um, you know might have more than more money than that can you know can go into a pension for example and, and pensions have lifetime allowance and we always need to um take that into account when when uh, you know guiding people uh because if you you know start putting uh you know maxing out your pension 40k every year and pretty soon you'll you'll hit the maximum uh, lifetime allowance uh and uh, you, you know assuming of course that you'll have uh, some some uh, modest or good returns of course um but uh but yeah it is it is something that uh is is very uh visible and, and and i want people to build conviction that's why i have the, all these calculators and the exit strategies i call it like yeah. see how investing through a limited company will act comparing to taking the money out not in the first and second year but over 10 or even 20 years and depending on the asset class as well because a lot of people will just say okay you know what i'll take the hit i'll take 32.5 percent in dividend tax we'll take the money in my pocket and then we'll go and invest in property well guess what there's no isa for property right so you get you, yeah, you then yeah. take an extra tax hit for 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 your rent and paying with, with a recent legislation changes in 2016 we now cannot treat the mortgage interest on a buy to let as an expense we now have to pay tax on the entire gross gross rent that comes yeah. in except this 20 yeah. percent um so it is all these things like depending on the asset that you want to invest in particularly property for example is a good example where uh limited company investing makes even better uh sense right um, yeah yeah Absolutely right, and I think you described earlier in that uh, in that uh, uh, in that section that you're saying that um, it's like a it's like a secondary pension, and actually that's a very effective way of describing it. In that um, someone could run the company for another ten years, invest that money, build it up, build it up, build it up. Yes, that may be a problem for you know extracting it under entrepreneurs' relief. True, but then if they if that individual decides to, it's got a big pot of money in their limited company, and then they want to just take that out. You know they stop working perhaps or they just want to carry on taking that money out as uh in as tax efficient dividends you know it could be seven and a half eight percent whatever it is at the time it could be a, a very a very tax efficient you know equivalent of a pension isn't it and it gives you real choice there i think i think the other thing is that the biggest fear sorry just again you know relating it to what we we do as financial planners at penguin day in day out, one of the biggest fears and this is where this is quite a nice hybrid i suppose is that quite rightly there's a limitations on pension contributions, but when I speak to younger people in business, so let's say 30s and 40s, you know, we would describe that as young, certainly younger people in business. Obviously, the the issue around pension contributions for all their fantastic tax benefits, which are very good, is of course uh, liquidity, access to money. You know, the money is confiscated, and I, I use that term a lot. So of course, that's enough to make that often stops. Uh, 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 it's often stops a business owner making any decision. They're like. Yeah. Yeah, if, I'm, if, if I get a bit more money and I'll have a look at it next year, Ollie, you know, so there's that constant sort of and understanding because because no one ever feels people don't feel that confident of what two, three years time. Even yeah, if business is yeah. good now, they're not confident. So they're, they're they're sort of stuck, really, between 
you know, not even making pension contributions sometimes um, because they just don't have the confidence to commit to making pension contributions. Although I bang the drum about all the benefits of that, whereas, whereas you know, this this sits in between that. And reason being is that depending on how someone invests and, and the uh, you know, in terms of getting the money back, but if if you keep it fairly simple, the money could be invested. It could be working in the background the way a pension might. But if, if needs be, that money could be brought back into the limited company, depending on how it's structured and is available should times, hard times come, you know. So so that's a that's another advantage to this. It's not the level of commitment, is it? Uh, depending on how someone structures it, that a pension contribution is, because as you, as you pointed out a few times, if you're under, you know, under 50, it's you're waving goodbye to that money for quite a period of time. So, so yeah, that's thought, yeah, I thought I'd make that point. Um, yeah, so that's like a that, nice it, balance between accessibility having access to your money and tax efficiency so yeah it's it's, it's definitely sits somewhere in between it's a, um so that's the sort of the well uh, overview of what your course offers i mean is there any any requirements that people might have if they wanted to to learn more about the course or to even go on the course you know do they need to have a certain level of knowledge or or anything like that i think um, if people run a limited company or at least being a director let's say of a limited company or a shareholder then they might have some basic understanding of the tax rules like how what is a salary what is a dividend right what's a pension so the the basic um things like taxation although we give uh, an introduction in the first um, session about all these things then it's i would say it's good that that you have an understanding of uh, of salary and dividend and um, income tax let's say in general or corporation tax so which w you might already know if you run your own business but some people just don't know uh, and that's fine uh, but it will be good if you have some basic tax understanding and again if if, if you run your, your own business that you you might do yeah I, I would agree with that i think actually probably if you if you were in the first 12 if you if you had been uh, employed and then you set up your business a limited company last 12 18 months you're probably learning the basics and that takes some time you know from my own experience to talk to other people it takes some time just to understand the difference of you know corporation tax submitting you know financial year ends for a company versus your personal tax year it's, it's quite a lot to you know you just learn that through time don't you you know no one teaches you that particularly you just but by definition, if your company's only been going a year, you probably haven't got huge amounts of money to invest. Yeah, so yeah. so it's, it's likely that I would imagine that the vast majority of people that go on the course have had a couple of years of trading because right. they've built up money and B, they also understand the basics by then. Doesn't mean to say someone couldn't go on earlier, but I, I would imagine that, yeah, a little bit of experience of just running your company yeah. year or two is probably yeah. likely to be useful. But Exactly. Sense, and actually, to, I'll put it this way. If you come on the course and... In the first session, you don't understand a thing. I'll just give your money back first thing, and then okay. um, you know, and, and and that's that's about it, right? You know, go and learn a little bit more about um, you know what the salary is, for example, and and then come on the course, and you know, that's fine. Very good. Okay. And well, well, I'll sort of wrap up in a, in, a, in sort of five minutes, five or so, five to ten minutes, about and ask a few questions, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess one of your passions is which I haven't, I haven't really covered is is different types of investing. I mean, is is there something that you, you know, is uh, you know, to just to sort of, uh, you know, what sort of areas of investing are you are you do you find exciting? Because I've got it from what I know, it's probably not it's outside the sort of vanilla area of just investing in generic, you know, shares or bond sort of funds. You know, perhaps you could give us tease us a little bit about what your uh, your uh, your yeah. your your passion is around that. I'm actually a boring investor, okay? And and I'm, I'm proud of being a boring investor just because 
it works. So <laughs> you know, I don't have to check my portfolio every day. It's just that I'm not. Uh, I'm more of a passive investor. So um, okay. and and what and that's um, that's that's just me, right? So that's not the only thing that I talk on the course about. But that's just me. Uh, so you know making use of index funds and you know being globally diversified having property as well and when i'm when i'm talking about property i don't mean just the traditional buy to let right so there are different ways to invest in property like um, um, development loans like you know um, property lending and then earning interest from from uh, from developers and so on um um and yeah and 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 i do the um, you know bonds parts as well so you you know to smoothen the ride and to pour water in your whiskey as tim hale <laughs> likes to say yeah. um I, I do speculate a little bit by 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 trying out different things like yes i'm, I'm guilty of putting some money in crypto even crypto <laughs> but uh but but the main thing is that you know I'm, I'm i'm keeping it low cost i'm keeping it diversified i don't put all my eggs in one basket and um and it just okay. you know um keep keep that philosophy in mind invest regardless of of market ups or downs and try to keep it simple really because i think simplicity uh, trumps complexity every single time i was i'm i was actually a bit nervous about asking you that question um, because i'm glad you answered it that way in many ways because what the way you described uh, is it was one of my favorite uh, uh, things i say to our clients is that we are we try and be as boring as possible um, and actually, I think I think clients. My, my my conclusion is people find that quite reassuring. Actually, you know, when they're taking advice on investing in what's some form, that they like that word. Boring sounds is actually it's one of the few situations where boring can sound a very attractive word, isn't it? Maybe it's actually when doing nothing sometimes is much better than uh, doing yeah. something, right? Uh, you know, the, the the saying goes, "Don't just sit there, do something." And in investing, yeah. is you know, just don't just you know sit there just do nothing basically <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well well you know it can be like watching paint dry and, and uh you know and, and 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 certainly financial planning has gone in that direction where we're trying to you know to be you know as simple in a way as we can be and you know and to not and the reason the reason why boring is a good term is because the world will have all sorts of crises from you know from one to another and there's always a reason to panic and do something rash so, so, you know, we're trying to, you know, trying to be uh, act with equanimity is a word that I keep hearing, you know, do nothing and let it let it run its course. But that's why it's so important, isn't it? Which we were talking earlier is that, you know, this isn't a six month speculative strategy. It is a it is a 10 year plus or whatever it may be type mm -hmm. strategy, in which case, you know, doing something index uh, index or passive funds are a good strategy for that and making sure you just diversify. And it can be very simple. That's where someone the point about that is if someone wants to make their own investment decisions that is a a really effective relatively simple set it up and then leave it alone type of strategy so so you know that works you know for the listener who wants to do this themselves but maybe isn't an investing expert some version of what you just strategy you mentioned is a is a is a perfect sort of solution for them so uh, i'm glad you said that. i was hoping you were going you would but yeah but 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 also you know what you said there about and it's all risk and reward isn't it you know developer loans other stuff that could be quite interesting as well to add to that mix where you know you could you know you could uh you know a for diversification purposes and sometimes although it can be a dangerous thing for for interest purposes to think oh let's you know let's look at other alternative options yeah. cash classes. flow yeah 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 and, exactly uh, right. and satellite investments if you want to put it that way satellite investments yeah very good there's all sorts of terms to these things yeah 
Um, okay, so on a sort of more, you know, uh, so I've asked you questions or we've discussed things that aren't traditional to our, you know, I th you know, you said, for what kind of questions do I ask? And I said, sent you the sort of idea questions. I've asked you none of the questions that we normally ask. I just wanted to ask you. <laughs> lucky about, me. You've had, a you've had a free pass there. Free yeah, pass. You're, very, you're, very, you're very lucky there. But um, but to ask you a couple of quick questions before we sure. wrap up, um, you know, what's, uh, you know, that we generally ask, uh, you know, you know, business owners, you know, uh, biggest risk you've taken in business, Michael? Begin, biggest risk of taking a business. Okay, uh, I think it's actually trying to set it up on my own and just do something that is totally self-employed. Uh, I think it is, it is, there's definitely a risk there, not only a risk of, you know, things going south, but also a risk of reputation. And a lot of, a lot of the times people just say, you know, I want to do something um, on my own and I'll just, um, um, you know, I, I won't go into business just because of the, I have the fear of failure. And I, I, I usually that prevents people from starting something new, right? So I think the uh, biggest risk that I've taken is actually to uh, start something out of the blue without knowing if, if it will work or not. Luckily, I had some interest from, from the blog um yeah. you know to, to to kind of mitigate this risk um so it's, it wasn't that much of a of a risk as in you know ditching everything and starting after everything from scratch but it was a risk nevertheless um not sure that's a great answer but that's the, no, <laughs> that, well, that's what i have fair, i think probably most getting started is the greatest risk for most people isn't it you know that that start you know transitioning into setting up your own business that is the greatest risk in business generally isn't it and they say eighty percent of the of success is showing up, right? So you know, yeah, if, if you yeah. if you need to do something and then you j just start, it doesn't have to be perfect. The, uh, the course is definitely not perfect, but it was you know sold out so many times, and I'm, I'm, I keep improving it. And, must be doing uh, something right. You must be doing. I'm, and also, I'm glad that I have people like you know yourself also taking uh, taking notice. Yeah, and and actually, I think it's quite brave because you know, technically speaking, uh, you're discussing a subject that isn't your traditional background and you don't, you can't produce a certificate, say I'm an expert, I'm exactly. an accountant. So, so there's, there's that, there's that more mental hurdle for you, I would say, to, to get over, to think, to have the confidence. So it's quite brave in that sense that you can't sort of wave a badge to say, I'm qualified to speak about this. So I think exactly. that is very brave to be So pe people can, can also know that if I can do it, then, you know, you can too, right? That, you, that, whatever you're thinking about, just, you know, just go out and try it. something. That's perhaps your USP, isn't it? You're, you're, and I'm talking to you, and in a way, I, you know, you're not a financial advisor, you're not a tax expert or an accountant, and that's perhaps the appeal in many ways. Yeah. I have enough passion, people. though. I'll, I'll give me that. <laughs> yeah, no, very good. Do you have a mentor, or a coach, anyone that helps you? Um, I wouldn't call, uh, I wouldn't call him a mentor, but, uh, but it's, it's probably someone that I always, you know, keep reaching out uh, when I have, um, you know issues or business ideas yeah. or so uh, and this um, it is my my best man uh, <laughs> and uh, is someone who works in the finance industry and understands the markets and all that but uh, has nothing to do with accounting though uh, okay. but it's someone that I always bounce off ideas oh good so you do share yeah you do have someone you share you know you share the burden with that's good um, any advice you'd give yourself if you you know when you, you know you look back at your former self any advice you'd give your give Michael who's starting out in business looking back Oh, just start earlier. That's, that's uh, definitely right, okay. the, the, yeah, the advice yeah. that I would give. Yeah, no, well, actually, do you know what? That's probably basically our advice to everybody. You should have done this five years ago. <laughs> but the next best Ten time is ago. today, right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. That is the, the, the best time to start. And that's when people, sorry, without digressing, people say, oh, is now the right time? Is, t is today the right day to invest? And it's like, 
well, it, it's, it's better than tomorrow, isn't it? On, on balance, on probability, she right, you know, take the action now. Yeah, you know, today's the best day. I totally agree with that. Any future developments or plans, uh, you know, for the company, uh, investing company or, or yep. you know? I want to I want to add uh, a few more uh, more things to the company investing academy. So on the roadmap, I want to have um, I want to grow it first of all. Okay, so the, right now it's been running for about a year. We have uh, almost 150 people, 150 uh, business owners. Um, I want to have a more active community where people can uh, can can talk more and you know run events and, and run perhaps. Uh, okay. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry, around perhaps um, um, an investing conference, right? Uh, that would yeah. be that would be a great thing that I want to do in the future, uh, and um, and there are some people uh, that that can help with that, and I would love to to do something like this. Yeah, yeah, possibly. It's, I think for what you're doing, there could be a subscription model there. Possibly, you know, it could be something that you know people could uh, you know that, you know regularly check in on and and, and benefit from such. That, or 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 also an, an investing only uh, course because I know. A lot of yeah. people want to understand more about investing. I, I know financial planners, you guys do a great job, uh, but also people, it would be great if people understood anyway, you know, what um, what investing is in more detail and uh, the risks and, and the rewards that, that come with it. Uh, and, and, and again, it's all about building conviction that what you're doing is right rather than um, just relying on, on 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 someone telling you, right? Uh, and, yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I think that financial planners, add value okay there are a lot of people that say you know you should always diy your your investing and your asset allocation but but guess what you know you'll you may save some fees but you might actually have such an asset allocation that uh, will actually harm you more in the long term right yeah, so yeah. so 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 you know I, I think there is definitely value in having uh, a, a financial advisor anyway uh, but you should also learn about this stuff I think I think the biggest the biggest value which people don't realize and in a way it's not it's not directly it's not what we directly charge for but people actually our greatest value is 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 the ability to make people take action and then and then the investment strategy or the tax might be the icing on the cake but the hardest thing really for most people is to do it them is to actually the behavior yeah do it yeah behavior piece as, as you you're aware of so now we don't charge people to say we're going to charge you because we're going to make you do this you know but but actually whether it's a pension contribution that we're in a sense nudging or even bugging a, a client to make or setting up life insurance changing this doing estate planning correcting your wills it's all that kind of niggly stuff that they don't do unless generally most people don't action unless someone's bothering them to action and that's the strange thing it's not so people want to pay to get a better return and to save tax, which is because it's tangible, but actually, what 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 the, the the unsung good work we probably do is more in the area of just making people do the basics regularly. Anyway, that's just an aside, but there you go. Um, good point. Good point. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Perhaps you could just wrap because you were mentioning earlier about you know where can people find out more about the course again, if that's okay, Michael, and and uh, yeah, give them some details on that. Sure. So the course is on companyinvestingacademy.co.uk. Uh, company investing academy and you can also read um, read a few articles about uh, limited company investing and financial independence which is a topic i write about on foxymonkey.com foxymonkey.com is the blog and actually for your listeners um only uh they can use the code the the, the coupon code business 50 
the number five zero business 50 to get 50 pounds off the the course it's a four week course and it's a live one with offline recordings in case you miss a session or two we also have a chartered accountant with with a certificate and everything to 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 answer your uh your, your questions in a live q a uh again recorded if you if you miss it so it's uh, it's something that um that i think really adds value yeah, fantastic. Yeah, no, I, well, I, as I said, I'm in the process of going through the course, and I've I've got a huge amount of benefit from it, and learned a huge amount, and actually, you know, you know, increased, and also increased my conviction that I should be, um, you know, proactively, uh, you know, advising clients in this area. So it's been already, and I haven't completed the course by any stretch. Already, really useful, and we'll put that in the in the in the episode notes about the. Um, the business 50 discount so thank you for that Michael. Yeah. That's great. and if you're a financial planner as well or an accountant or anything you're also welcome to join right it's not just for business owners so it's also for yeah. people that want to learn more about this stuff well my personal person as i said to you when we first first you know first had a, uh, a chat that uh, i think it's an area where financial planners financial advisors more than anybody should be especially if they're dealing you know with business owning clients i know you know I, i'm very confident that the majority have possibly never an awful lot anyway have never actually recommended and set up a company investment for a client mm-hmm. um you know so i think it's a it's a, it's a real gap there in in the adv- overall advice piece of advising um a business owning clients so i agree i mean i think financial planners maybe accountants as well could benefit hugely from the course well as you know i am so there you go well that that's really wraps everything up i think i've gone a bit over time because uh partly because um i find the subject so interesting so thank you for that michael yeah so from behalf of penguin and the business secret podcast a big thank you to michael for anyone that's listening we've, we've got we'll have episode notes that you can uh, you know you can pick up on the, the business 50 code if you want to go on the company investing academy which as i said several times i highly recommend so uh, just leaves me to say thanks very much to michael and uh, good luck with your endeavors Thank you very much, uh, Oli and the Penguin team for having me. Thanks a lot and good luck to your podcast as well. It's great. Thank you, Michael. Our pleasure. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Secret Podcast and managed to take away some valuable tips and activities to help you in your business journey. This podcast is aimed at those about to start their self-employed life are already well into their time as a business owner or are interested in the business world of Wales. If you like this episode of the Business Secret Podcast, you can catch up on our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Play. Every episode is available on our website on www.penguinwealth.com where you'll find a full transcription of each episode, useful links and a step-by-step process on how to download and keep any episode released. You can also download your free copy of our book, The Business Secret, direct from our website. Don't forget to leave us a review and a star rating on Apple Podcasts.